yesterday was Dav Kuf Ches, today is Dav Kuf Tes. We'll do a review of yesterday's Dav Kuf Today's have a mind for Shlema, for Michal Aviv and Bas Yehudis, Hadas Bas Ranya, David Bas Ben Mazal, uh, and Amy Bas Dvora, and who else? And also the Yudzai, my father's Yudzai today. Oh, okay. So Lili Nishmas. Chaim Shlomo. Chaim Shlomo. Ben Harav Dov. Ben Harav Dov. Okay. It's been gone by the time we're done here. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, might be some crumbs left. All right. So uh, we'll do a review of yesterday, Tafkuf Ches, and get to today's. We started yesterday at the mission, the bottom of the page on Tafkuf Zainam Vez, and we talked about case. A fellow went to Medina um, Sayyam, went overseas, and would disappear pretty much. And a fellow felt bad for this man's wife who was left without sustenance. So he took care of her. And, um, and uh, so Hanat says it was very nice of him to take care of her, but that, uh, you know, don't expect to get your money back. You lost your money because he's not responsible to... Um, to, to he, he's not, he, he, you never made a deal. He never said, lay it out for me and I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll pay you back. So uh, if you never made the deal, even though you did take care of his wife, that he has an obligation to do, he does not owe you the money. That's what Khanan said. B'nai Khanan don't disagree. They said, no, he just has to swear how much he's spent, and, he can, and, and the guy will pay him back. Um, Reb Dozer and Hirkanis holds like B'nai Khanan Gdon, but Reb Yechon said over here that Khanan's right. You, what you did over there is you just placed the money on the, uh, on the horn of a deer. So try and catch the money. You know, like that, you know, which is just a, a basically, you, you know, there's no way to, you have no, you have no right to money back or whatever, no way to claim it back. So we quoted in the Gemara Mishnah that uh, somebody makes a vow not to benefit from his friend. They made a vow from each other not to benefit each other. So one would be allowed to take the, bring, give the Maxis HaShekel on behalf of the other one. That's not called giving him a benefit. And uh, he can even pay off his debts, and he can even return his lost object. All those things are not considered benefiting the other party. Um, and uh, if you get paid, if, if the custom is that where you know, you return a lost object is to get a reward, so then that reward has to go to Agdish. But, because uh, then that would be a problem. Now, taking somebody else's shekel, we get why that's not called benefiting him. Because you're doing a mitzvah, and um, he, he he was anyway covered with the carbon zibur. So really, you know, it's just a mitzvah that you that he has that you took away from him. But you know that you did it on his behalf. But the point being is nothing went in his direction. There's no tangible benefit that he gets from that. Um, returning a lost object is a mitzvah. I get it. But, you know, so it's his object. You found it. You returned it to him. So you really didn't... That's not called uh, benefiting him. But paying off his debt, isn't that actually... You're saving him money. That's a cash benefit. So Raboshia says, must be that it's going like uh, this Hanan. Hanan says that paying somebody else's debt without a deal doesn't entitle you to anything. So, like, you did nothing. So um, Rava says, not like Ravoshi, he says that, no, it could fit with the rabbis. How we're talking about over here is that the loan was such a loan that he made a condition. The lender said, you know, you don't have to pay me back. You know, like, uh, if you have the money, good. If you don't, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. That was the arrangement, how it was made. 
Um, so the question is, according to Rafa, I understand why he didn't say like because um, it's he, he's going like the Rabbanon. Okay, but Ravoshia, why didn't you go like Rava? In other words, he wants to take the main opinion, not the not Khanan's opinion. But uh, but the, the the question is, why would Ravoshia not say like Rava? What's wrong with that explanation? That it's type of debt that he didn't have to pay back. So Ravoshia says that if if you go with the rabbi's opinion here, even if you're saying that there was no actual Hana, but you saved him from embarrassment, which is itself Hana, because every time he sees the guy, even though. He doesn't own the money, you know, like he won't ask for the money. Um, he's embarrassed, and now he's not going to be embarrassed because he got paid back. So that's why he didn't like that answer. Okay. Took us to the next case. Remember, we said uh, Hanan said two things that were controversial or whatever, disputed. And now, yeah. Yeah, I'm stretching. Stretching hands. And, and Admon said seven. So that's where up to the Admon, the Admon statement. The first one is that somebody dies and leaves children, sons and daughters. So the Allah is, is that if there's Nechazim Rubim, the sons are the, are the Yorshim and the daughters are just fed from the estate. There's minimal funds, so then the daughters are fed from the estate and the sons have to go collecting. And Adman says, what do you mean, because I'm, a, because I'm male, why should I lose out? And Rabbi Kamlil says, Ryan is different. I'm it makes sense over here. So what does it mean, because I'm male, Therefore, should I lose out? So Abayi says that what he's saying is, is that because I'm male and I'm, I, just, I can learn Torah, so therefore I, I'm in a weaker position. Why should that put me in a weaker position over here? So Rava didn't like Abayi's explanation. What does being also with Torah have anything to do with it? The only, only the child who learns Torah is uh, an inheritor. The child who doesn't learn Torah is not an inheritor. That's not how it works. An inheritor is any inheritor. So, uh, so Rav is saying is that because he's a, he's a Zachar, and the Allah is that a Zachar is Yorish's his father, he's a male, so males, the male children inherit their father, when there's a lot of money, why should he be in a weaker position when there's less money? That's illogical. He should be in the same position. Um, and, you know, they're just all fed from the estate equally. Why, why would he be in a, in, a, in a worse position? That was the story. Okay, so... Um, and that's that. Next thing we talked about is uh, somebody claims from his friend uh, barrels of wine. And the guy admitted, I owe you barrels, just or barrels of oil. I, I, I owe you barrels, no, no oil. So Adman says, it's called a motobimixas, and therefore you do have to swear. And the Chumas say that, it, no, this is not mimin ataina. That's not what he claimed. And Rabbi says, I hear Admon's logic over here. It makes more sense than the Chachamim. So the question, so the Rabbanon seem to be holding that if somebody claims wheat and barley and admits to the barley and not the wheat, so then that's not called the mode of mixes because it's that we, we split it into two claims. One claim you're admitting to and the other claim is a completely separate claim and you're denying it entirely and therefore you don't have to swear on it. So is that a disproof to Rav Nachman Amar who says that it, we don't split the claim and we make it into a, a case of Motobimiktas, which would have to swear? So if you the name of Rav that we're talking about where he was claiming uh, an amount, so therefore it's not even a, a, a Motobimiktas because he all, only asked for his 10 barrels full of wine, meaning the measure of, I mean, of oil. Ten barrels full of oil. It was what he was claiming. He wasn't claiming the barrels at all. 
So then what's the reasoning of Amnon if that was the case? So the rabbi says that you're right. It depends on the wording. If he said very clearly, Melo Asara Kadishemen, then everybody understands that all he's asking, that they, that's what you have in mind. So he's only asking for the oil. He's not asking for what the containers are. So then admitting to containers is zero. Okay, that's not admitting to what he's claiming. If he says um, uh, 10 barrels full of, wine, of oil you have of mine, so then, um, then he's claiming clearly both the oil and the barrels. That's not a question either. The case is that this matter of dispute is if he says, I have 10 barrels of oil by you. Now, Admon understood that it's, ten, it's the same as 10 barrels full of oil, and therefore it's, uh, it's, 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 it's the barrels and the oil that he's asking for. And their opponents say, no, it's, 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 you're only asking for the, for the oil amount. Um, so the question is, is that, okay, so then basically everybody's saying that uh, the reason is because he's not even claiming the barrels, he's only claiming the oil, according to the Rabbanon. But if he would be claiming, uh, there would be, uh, there would be a multiple mixus, um, which is not like Rabbi Chibaba, who, dis- who, who says the other side, who says that when you claim wheat and barley, the admission of barley is no, no relevance to the, to the denial of the wheat, and therefore it's, uh, it's, it's not multimimicsis. So Rav Shimei says it's like different, because this is more connected than wheat and barley. That's looked at as two separate distinct claims that are not related to each other. But when you claim a pomegranate with its shell, so then you're claiming that's not considered a separate item. It's not considered two different claims. So Ravina says that's different because a, a, a pomegranate without a shell, the shell is a protector of the pomegranate, but the oil can be protected without the barrel. There's other ways to keep the oil from coming damaged. So what we're talking about over here is that he said, ten shemen, and the other one said, the oil, I don't know what you're talking about. And the barrels, um, five I have of yours. I don't have uh, five. I, I don't know what you're talking about. So Adman says that since he's claiming also the barrels, so and, he's in, and he can have him swear on the barrels. Once he could swear on the barrels, so he could swear also on the oil as well. And because of Gilgul Shvua, and according to Rabbanon, it's not that, that he didn't even ask for the barrels, and therefore what I claimed was just the oil. What he answered back was unrelated to that, so it's uh, it's it's it's, it's uh, there's no motive that makes us. You can't get him to swear, and that's the bottom line. And that is where we left off, and that's the review of yesterday.